This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. When you bust caps, make sure they kryptonite caps, because he's the man of steel swatting bullets like nuts. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I see robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. And this week, it is going to get so much less week. We got, we got like a million fun things ahead of us. It's going to be great. going to be life-altering. Let's see. We got a, we got a new jam from MC Kate and Iceberg. Let me see. I got it around here somewhere. Hold it now. Hit it. <laughs> Iceberg, kick it. I'm more handsome than Sylvester Stallone and Eric Estrada combined. More gorgeous than Bo Derrick. No other than Farrah Fawcett. On her birthday, who does she choose to be with on her birthday? The handsome half-breed. Now what do you got to say, Tommy Rich? You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. For those who pose lyrical, but ain't really true. I feel their time's limited. Hard Rocks too. Iceberg, that was uh, pretty good, man. That we were actually lucky enough right now. To have an iceberg in the booth with those homies here spinning on the wheels of steel. MC Kate is over there making the mic disintegrate. This was all, this was all done live. Iceberg, you were truly the master of the ones and two dudes. What was, what was your inspiration for that jam? Nothing. Inspiration is for flesh bags. I mix purely with math and science. Oh yeah? That sounds wild. What do you, uh, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that I formulate each jam with computer precision using samples based on what I believe that will cause a reaction in the flesh bag's movement lobe. Dude, did you say the movement lobe? Yes, the movement lobe. I mean, what even is that? It is a part of your brain that makes you shimmy to and fro. Dude, do you mean dancing? I guess you could call it that. I would call it a sort of humiliating gyration. Iceberg, can you even dance? Of course I can dance. Oh yeah? Would you, uh, would you mind getting down for us? Maybe putting on a demonstration of some sort? I will do no such thing. I am here to talk about mixing and nothing else. Well, there is, there is one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Have you... Have you had the chance to see A.B. Silver and Johnny Five's new show, Johnny Court? No, I have not seen it, nor will I. I hate A.B. Silver, and I will destroy him on sight. I, I knew the feelings run deep, but you, you, you hate him? He betrayed me and left me afloat in a sea of despair. We are mortal enemies. Come on, think back to back when you guys were together, hanging out. You went to see Hamilton. You went to see that show of the uh, Beatles holograms. You really like that. 
both of those things are now bad memories memories he shall pay for with his life if I ever see him again dang iceberg I, I, I didn't know that it I didn't know that it was so bad I'm, I'm sorry for bringing it up it is typical of you to be so insensitive I should have expected nothing less I make mix after mix for your stupid show I'm sorry dude I didn't mean to be insensitive I didn't I didn't realize you didn't like making the mixes I thought that you enjoyed it what what don't you like I have to hang out with MC Kate, who I do not like. You don't like Kate? Kate's great, man. She's super nice. What uh, what, what don't you like about Kate? Her British accent reminds me of Johnny Five. Johnny Five is British? Of course he is. All great actors are. I'm not... I don't think that he's British, dude. It is true. You can look it up. Also... I, I I thought that you well after after what we found out about you and AB Silver don't you don't you hate Johnny Five too? As much as I hate Johnny Five, I have to respect his talent. His acting is amazing. Well, again, that's uh, that's super magnanimous about you, but I don't I don't know if I would say he was amazing. Sure, like Short Circuit was all right, but I I mean he's no he's no Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis is no Johnny Five. Well, that's for sure. What? What does that mean? Nothing, nothing. I am beginning to feel attacked. Come on, dude. Chilla, I'm not attacking you. I shall bid you farewell. Dude, you don't have to leave. I do have to leave. Okay, bye. Good day. Iceberg 13, everyone. Alright, uh, let's, let's see. He's, he's not been himself for the past couple years, my man Iceberg. He used to be... I would never call him, like, happy-go-lucky. But he, he used to be a bit more... You get a bit more out of him. Now he just... He comes in, he grumps, and he stomps off. This all... This all goes back to uh, the death of A.V. Silver way back in uh, 2016. The the Attack of the Space Pirates Part 2. You can you can find that one on the uh, icyrobots.com. Just go there, type in uh, Space Pirates. It'll come up. You can see Space Pirate Attack 1, Space Pirate Attack 2. They... Those were both really harrowing uh, experiences, man, and I, I still think about them to this day. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be laying on my chillo trying to, trying to get some disease, and I'll remember back to the, the sounds of the missiles hitting the space station. All these, all these things we went through. I, I still see Iceberg suffering, man. You know, at the time we didn't know that AB was going to be coming back. We didn't know that he'd be, he'd be in our hair for many years. Uh, many years to come and him and him and ib iceberg were they were like best friends they went to see hamilton together they saw the beatles holograms together they they did all sorts of stuff and when he died iceberg didn't take it well i i had to go pick him up on earth bring him back to the station nurse him back to health he he's prone to depression you know you gotta you gotta keep an eye on people if you know if you know anybody who might be prone to uh you know depression introspective dark thoughts you gotta Kind of keep an eye on them, you know, just make sure they're doing all right. Make sure that you're there if they need to talk. And I try, I try to be there for Iceberg, but he's, he's not a big talker as, as you can see. I wish he would have hung around though. We have a new spot from AB Silver and J5, a new, all new Johnny Court spot. I, I'm going to boot it up in a sec. I haven't had the chance to hear it yet. Let me, let me see. Emily, can you pop in that, uh... That, uh, Johnny Court spot. Johnny Court spot two. TV spot, audio spot two, rather. Yeah, I got it right here. Let me pop it in. Thanks, I, uh, I appreciate it. Have you, have you heard it? You are welcome. No, come on, but that, have, have you heard it? What's it like? Yeah. Yeah? You heard it? What's it like? It's super dumb. Okay, thanks. Emily out. Okie dokie, artichokey, here we go. Audio spot two, Johnny Court. Our world is awash in chaos, fear, and crime. One robot is willing to step up and do what must be done. Lock up flesh bags and toss the key into the garbage. His name is Johnny Five and starting everywhere this spring. He is here to save you all. Johnny Court available everywhere a hillbilly has a TV set. On top of another TV set. Wow, that was uh, that was interesting to say the least. I like that track. I think that's 
think that's Giorgio Moroder's E equals MC Square. Whoever whoever put that together has got got some decent taste at the very least. I I don't know what to make of all of that, to be honest, between you and me, between me, you, and everybody else in the world, I guess. I I feel like that's a little uh that's a little bit hateful. A little inflammatory. I don't I don't know if the words fleshbag and the terms hillbilly are are stuff you want to uh, you want to put in your commercial if you want people to listen. You don't want to you don't want to turn off any hillbillies by calling them hillbillies. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want to turn off a flesh bag by letting them know that you think they're a flesh bag. Unless the show is aimed specifically like only at robots. You know, maybe it's like maybe he only wants other robotos to listen. He doesn't want us. He doesn't want us to partake. I I don't know, but uh, is the robo population enough to like carry a whole a whole show like this? I don't know. I guess we will find out when when we get the ratings in. I don't think we'll be privy to the ratings, but they will know when the ratings come in. I guess I I, I just I, I'm a little worried about the inflammatory tone of this show. You know I. I don't want the world to be full of robot bounty hunters bringing in flesh bags for, for slurping soup like we heard in the in the other uh, bit they sent us a while ago. This this could all go crazy really quickly, man. You gotta you gotta keep your head on the swivel once this airs. You don't want any any robots that are already on the edge to slip further out there and start start hunting people like uh like the Cylons did back in the uh. Back in the days of Galactica. Before uh, before we head to at the movies, while we're on the topic of Galactica, Galactica doesn't come up as much as I would, as much as I would uh, like. I was at the dig the other week, and I found like somebody donated like an entire tape case, like a big big vinyl case with a bunch of them um, old time radio that they had recorded, like Lone Ranger stuff like that. And I was I was looking through them. I probably should have bought them all, but tapes are a little heavy. But uh, old time radio cassettes are kind of fun to listen to when I'm out in the. Uh, out in the garage up there on the Earth base, but I I found one and it said Battlestar Galactica, and I I am by no means an expert on old time radio, but I in my time traveling the Earth have not come across like a uh, Battlestar play a radio play of any sort, so I thought this might be fun. I didn't know what would be on it. I was I was a bit interested to see, so I got it got it in my bag, came home, and when um. When I had a few extra minutes, I put it in the uh, boombox that I got in the garage. I got this, like, double-deck Sony boombox that I that I rescued from the dig. It's pretty pretty dope, but I popped in the Galactica tape and rewound it to the beginning and hit play, and it it was the pilot episode of Galactica done, like, done like radio play style, and then also the the second episode, and I... I listened to both, and I thought they were pretty dope. I listened when I was up there doing whatever I was doing, and I was I was pretty into it. And then I, I decided to do a bit of research, and I couldn't find anything like this. It could have been it could have been maybe an audiobook. I don't know. It had full on sound effects, and it also had the actors like Lauren Green, Lauren Green, and Dirk Benedict, and all those all those guys. Boomer, they were all in it, and I. I kind of been putting a bit of thought into it, and what I think is going on here, I think somebody may have like recorded the audio of the actual episodes onto a onto a uh, high bias tape so that they could listen to it in their car. I don't know. I I'm kind of going with that because I I just it's hard for me to believe that they would do a Battlestar Galactica radio play in the first place, and then it's even it's even harder to believe that they would get like Lauren Green and that it would be. That it would be the uh, the exact thing. Is it a power record? Possibly. I do not know. If you know anything about a uh, Battlestar Galactica record or Battlestar Galactica radio play or anything like that, I I'm actually searching on our our Tandy that we got down here. Just just seeing if I can find anything while it's while it's fresh in my mind. I did. I like really enjoyed listening to this. I gotta, I gotta tell ya. I haven't, I haven't been able to find anything about it. So if you know anything, I would like to know. If you got, like, a link to something about this, it's, it's, like, got me a bit curious. Not too curious. I, I'm kind of going with the episode idea that somebody just recorded the pilot, or the audio of the pilot. I, I would do stuff like that myself. So it doesn't seem, doesn't seem too outlandish. I used to record episodes of Fraggle Rock 
when I was like a young sprat and I would listen to those. But uh, enough of this. Let's get on to uh, At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Rock this place. Turn it down for what? Whoa. Bingo. It's not the sort of place you want to visit alone at night. I'm actually pretty good at being alone at night. God, have you ever talked to a woman before? Yes, I've talked to a woman before. Oh, was it during the birth canal? <laughs> Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Thursday, rated PG. We saw uh, Detective Pikachu on a Sunday. The theater was completely sold out, completely full of kids. It was loud. It was it was pretty fun. I don't mind when I go and I see like a kids movie and the theater is full of kids. What what can I complain about that? I'm the one that's out of its element. So it's all good, man. It was all fun. You gotta you gotta take the environment for what it is. If we're going to see like an arty farty movie, I want silence. I want silence. But if it's if it's Detective Pikachu on a Sunday morning, you gotta you gotta expect a lot of kids getting up, a lot of talking, a lot of popcorn being thrown. But it's all it's all fun. It's all in the spirit of the movie. the The film Detective Pikachu stars Justice Smith and also Ryan Reynolds as as Detective Pikachu. That's not that's not something I ever thought that I would say, but it's. It's something that fit pretty well. I liked uh, Ryan Reynolds as the as the voice of Pikachu. If you if you don't know a whole lot about the Pokemon universe, I I definitely can appreciate that. I I have known a little. I've been exposed, but if you don't know a lot and you hear me talking about all these silly Pokemon names, just know just know the movie's not necessarily aimed at you. And that's that's all good. It's good to have things that are Things that are for you, things that are for other people, the the diversity of things is what uh what makes life interesting. the The basic tale is that Detective Pikachu and Justice Smith are teaming up to investigate the mysterious death of Justice's father, who is a he's a police detective. It turns out there's some like weird Pokemon stuff going on. I I cannot say that I exactly understood everything that was going on maybe maybe i should just like take a minute and explain my involvement with uh with pokemons the the kid 2.0 is a pokemon fanatic from like from like way back in the day when she was a small baby i don't know how she got introduced to it but ever ever since she's been like a small baby she's been into pokemon she plays pokemon cards she collects pokemon's figurines Watches Pokemon VHS tapes as a baby, so I I've been on the periphery of the Pokemon universe, like like my whole life. I would say that even before I started playing Pokemon Go on my phone, I probably knew a bit more about Pokemon than the than the average Joe on the street. Not as much as like a Poke expert, of which there are many, but more more so than just like an average fool walking around who doesn't know a Poliwag from a uh, Raichu, if you if you know what I mean. But I I got into Pokemon Go, the phone game. Me and the wife both got into it. It's fun. You go out, you walk around, you catch Pokemon. It's it's a nice diversion when you don't have anything else to do. When you're just like, I just want to get out of the house and go walk around for a little bit. I want to go outside and do something. You can go you can go catch some Pokemon. It's a fun. It's a fun diversion, but I've been playing that for years, and I I have definitely increased my Poke knowledge, and even more so, I've developed an affinity for certain Pokemon. You gotta you gotta like train your Pokemon when you're when you're fighting and playing and stuff, and you you start to like other ones more than other ones. So when I saw they were gonna make this movie, I was I was like hoping to see certain ones in it. So I I don't know. I think. I think all the time I'm becoming more of a Pokemon dork. But at the same time, Pokemon's been around for a while. Pokemon's not some, like, New Jack thing. Pokemon's been... It's been around in our culture for a good 15 years now or so. You know, at least. Maybe maybe even more so. I think that it's it's ingrained. It's legit. If you like Pokemon, it's, it's as legit as liking Marvel comics or liking wrestling or whatever. Whatever it is you like, man. It's all... It's all good, but the 
the movie was something that me and the wife were looking forward to. We weren't like, we weren't going to die for it, like uh, Avengers Endgame. But when we saw there was going to be Detective Pikachu, and we saw the trailers, and we saw that Pikachu looked super cute, and that Ryan Reynolds looked looked like he was funny in the role, we we were like, let's go see it. We saw it opening weekend. What can I, what can I say? I... I don't know. This is the kind of thing that you review even though if you're into Pokemon, you're going to go see it. If you're not into Pokemon, you're not going to go see it. So it's not like it's not like I'm going to say this movie was amazing. It was fantastic. And you're going to go and you're going to go sit through it. Either you've seen it already or you haven't quite uh quite honestly, but I I thought it was fun. It was fine. I got to see all the Pokemon I wanted to see. It was neat to see what like what a real-life Charizard would be like. What a real-life Machamp would be like. Machamp is one... Machamp is one that I like a lot. I got these two... I got these two Machamps in my Pokemon Go stable. Brain and Brawn. I named him after uh, Braun Strowman and his... And his super smart brother, Brain. And they... They wreck shop on all kinds of local gyms. And I... I dig it. And I got to see him in the movie. So that was fun. If you want to see... You want to see, like, a Cubone, you want to see, like, a Snuffle, if you want to see, like, is that what they're even called? No, they're called Snubbles. If you want to see a Snubble, you want to see a Pikachu, like we already, like we already talked about, a Trico, you want to see a Charmander, a Bulbasaur, there's, there's all sorts of Pokemons in the movie. So, if you want to see what these would look like in real life, this is the movie for you. If you do not care in any way what a polyrath would look like in real life, then this isn't for you. What can I say? So on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to go ahead and give Detective Pikachu a solid three mics, if you like Pokemon. Three mics, if you like Pokemon. Because of the 30-minute special programs which follow, the Waltons will not be presented tonight. This week, I see Robots had a few extra minutes, so he wanted to talk about flea markets. I mean, what's new? It seems like all I talk about is the flea market, but that's because I like the flea market so much, man. That's where... That's where I find most of my cool stuff. I I like it. I like the aspect of foraging. I like looking around. I like I like buying and using stuff that people are going to throw in the trash. That makes me that makes me feel smart, man. That makes me feel like I have ingenuity. I live I live a forager life out there foraging in the wilds trying to make my make my life better. But the the weather is turning around up there in good old Santa Rosa. We're in spring. It's lovely. It's like, it's like 70 degrees. It's just, it's perfect. And with that perfection begins the season of, of the flea markets. I know what you're saying right now. You go, hey, I see robots. I hear you talking about the flea market all diggly dang doodling time. What's with uh, you calling this flea market season? Let me, let me explain there, uh, Honcho, before... Before you get too heated, we do have, we have two year-round flea markets in Sonoma County. We have the Mojo Sales Flea Market here, here in Santa Rosa at the Vets Building. We got the, uh, we got Migley's Sales in Sebastopol. And those, those go all year-round, and I love them both, and they're great. But when, when the summer starts, we get a third flea market. This one is known as the, it's called the 40 and 8. It's put on by... By the uh, veterans of foreign wars here in Santa Rosa, and all the money, all the money for the sales of the tables and stuff goes to it goes to uh, the nursing program at the junior college. It's nice, and this this flea market draws a higher breed of vendor than either the Mojo Sales or the flea market. It's bigger. It's like it's like maybe a third bigger than the Mojo Sales flea market, and these. These additional vendors sometimes have some great stuff. I, over the years, have found many, 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 many fun things at the 40 and 8. There's, there's also a couple cool features. The VFW ladies open a, they have a snack bar and they sell snow cones. These, these delightful snow cones, they sell pre-made sandwiches. It's like, it's really cozy. It's really old timey. It's really, really neat. They open, they open the uh, the bar, the bar that they have at the uh, veterans hall for everybody, 
They sell like dollar Bloody Marys. It's a hoot, man. People are walking around drinking their Bloody Marys, eating their eating their pre-made egg salad sandwiches out in the sun. It's it's really a great time and we just had the first 40 and 8 flea market a couple weeks ago and I I went. It was great. I I go every week. So it's not like it's not like going to the flea market is some some odd thing, but the the 40 and 8 man, it has a special panache and the start of the 40 and 8 season here in Santa Rosa is always it's always cause for celebration. I like to think that the entire off season, these these more high end vendors are out there. They're on the road. It's like American Pickers. They're they're trying to find cool things to sell to you and me. And then the first one, the first forty and eight, is when they pull out all these things. They spent the the entire off season going to find. It's great. I I love it. Usually, we'll get to the uh, Mojo Sales. That's the weekend week out flea market. We'll get to that one maybe like eight thirty or nine o'clock. We go every week, and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of the same people. I I always have a good time. Don't get me wrong, but it is it is a lot of the same people. But we decided we got to get to the Mojo Sales early. I've heard people say you got to get there when it's dark. But this is this is California. The flea market doesn't really start at the uh, at the butt crack of dawn. It's more of like a more like a seven kind of kind of deal as far as I can tell. So we decided let's uh let's think smart. Let's think ahead of time. Let's let's go ahead and we'll make a couple peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we'll put them inside of a uh, Tupperwares and then in the morning we'll get dressed as fast as we can and we'll shoot out the door to the uh, 40 and 8. We we decided well, you know, We'll munch the sandwiches on the way there, right? And then after, we'll go to Crystal's Corner, which is this uh, spot in Bennett Valley that we love. And we'll get we'll get the uh, bacon and egg plate. They got uh, two bacons, two eggs, two toasts, and a hash brown for like $4. It's great. We'll each get one, and we'll get an apple fritter to share, and we'll get a coffee. And it's it's great. So we'll like, we'll do that after the flea market, but let's get there as early as we can and we'll try to see if we can if we can get up on some of the uh, some of the gold they've got during the off season. And uh that plan worked terrific, man. We grabbed the PB and J's, we threw on our clothes, we we were each rocking like sweatshirts. The wife just pulled the hair back in a ponytail. I was wearing my Oakland A's baseball cap and we we shot out the door. It was so great. But check it out. By the time we got there, the flea market was already packed. We couldn't even we couldn't even get a spot in the parking lot. We ended up having to park down the street, which is which is fine. The parking lot there is, it's crazy. It's full of people with cars with like furniture tied to them. It looks like it looks like you know uh, Jed Clampett's truck when he was moving from uh, the you know the hills down to a, a town called Beverly or whatever. Everybody has like everybody has Fred Sanford trucks and stuff. So it's kind of it's kind of the better move to park out on the street, believe it or not. But uh, we. We got there earlier than normal, so I did. I did consider it a success, and I had had a nice PB and J in my belly. So it was all it was all good in the hood. the The flea market was packed. There were so many people there. It looked like it looked like WonderCon back in the day in San Francisco when the when the show was here, and you would like you would have to like squeeze tight to get through the aisles. It was like that. I didn't even know there were like that many people in Santa Rosa who went to the flea market. But you also got to factor in everybody. Everybody around here likes to bring their dog to the flea market, which I which I think is nice. I like seeing the uh, different varietals of dogs out there. I I myself do not bring my dog because I'm I'm pretty serious about my looking. You know, I don't want to I don't want to have to stop and look with my dog and like have people come up and go, "Can I pet your dog? Your dog is so cute. I love your dog. Look how look how only one ear goes up." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's adorable. Got to pet her quick. I'm on the uh I'm on the hunt for loose G.I. Joes, but, uh, we got there early enough, didn't have the dog, so we got, we got right into looking, and I, I found a few loose Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures at the first booth that we went to. I think I got, I think I got, like, four. I don't know who they were. One of them looks like, one of them's like a Bebop, but, like, a variant, and then there's that one that's like that rabbit, what's his name, Yosaji Jimbo, Yojimbo, I... I don't know. I got a couple of those for... I got them all for a dollar. I also found a muscle figure. You know, like the little pink muscle man at the at the first booth. And then then a couple booths down, I found a uh, wrestling tape. It was the it was the Great American Bash from back in the day when um, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair were battling. All through the, uh, the mid-Atlantic region for the uh, 10 pounds of gold. I got 
I got that. I think this tape was sold in the back of uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I I used to look at it and I'd really covet it. But it was like it was like thirty nine ninety nine or something crazy, and I wasn't about to order like a two hour wrestling tape for like forty bucks. But check it out, I finally got it. It's only like thirty three years later or whatever, but I'm happy to have it. The uh, the box looks neat. The imagery is neat. I could definitely watch the uh, watch the show on the WWE Network if I wanted to. But it's always it's always fun to watch these things in their original VHS format. Let's see. We we kind of scooted through some more. I got some comics. I got some war comics like the uh, like the Unknown Soldier. I am a mark for the Unknown Soldier. He's this dude who has he has his whole face bandaged up like the like the Invisible Man, but he's a master of disguise, and he he would get like sent into a uh, behind the enemy lines in World War II to like infiltrate different things. He was he was like beyond a master of disguise. He would become he would become like the exact doppelganger of this person, voice, personality, everything. And over the years, over the years, he ran many successful uh, missions for the uh, for the OSS. I found a few of those. I got a few Sergeant Rocks. I. I also love Sergeant Rock. I love these uh, DC World War II comics. They are a, they're definitely a favorite of mine. I got a couple issues of the, uh, of the Losers. This was a team made up of uh, different characters who all over the years had lost the people under their command. There's like a, there's like a sea captain with a peg leg. There's like a pilot. There's all, there's all kinds of losers, all kinds of jabronis, but they, they formed a successful unit. I found a, uh, from the issue of the haunted tank, that's another that's another fave of mine. And this one, the uh, the tank commander, he he gets uh, messages from his great grandfather who fought in the Civil War. He gives him he gives him tips on how to uh, how to fight the Nazis. But also, they fly a uh, they fly the flag the flag of Dixie. They fly the Confederate flag. So I don't know I don't know if this comic would fly so much today, but still, I still enjoy it. I got a bunch of those for like a dollar each. I was, I was pretty happy with that. I'm, uh, I'm trying to picture it all in my head, you know, like, like as I go down the aisles. Right now, we're still in the, uh, we're still in the first aisle, and I got up and around the end, and at the, at the next booth, I found a couple magazines. I, I like older magazines, and these couple that I picked up were called Magic, and they were like, they were like trade journals for magicians. I, I myself, I don't know any, any like magic tricks. I don't know any sleight of hand, but I, I definitely like, I like it and I respect it. So it was, it's kind of fun to get these magazines because there's all kinds of like tricks and accoutrements and clothes and stuff that, that you can buy for yourself. One of the, one of the things I I think is neat is they, they sell a sealed aspirin bottle with a playing card in it and they, they tell you what the card on the inside is so that you can you can pull whatever kind of whatever kind of like card trick you have that leaves somebody with a with a you going is this your card when you when you open up the bottle i i think that's kind of fun there are like vests with secret pockets and all kinds of all kinds of like plans for things you can build and like hide inside of and then then pretend you're dead or that you disappeared or whatever i don't know it's it's pretty neat. I also found a uh, a box of uh, flash paper. You know the the paper that you like. You can light it and it uh, it bursts in the flames for for magic tricks. Or you can be like Jerry Lawler at the Mid South Coliseum throwing a fireball into Bill Dundee's grill. I I think this is cool. When I was when I was younger, I had a pack. There was a magic store on um I I forget what street it was. It was around the corner from uh, Sawyer's News in in Santa Rosa, and uh, one day I went um, into this magic shop, and I was I was looking around, and I just I asked the dude, "Hey, do you have any uh, do you have any flash paper?" I this was around the time I was like started to get into like insider wrestling, and I learned that like when uh, Jerry Lawler would throw a throw a fireball, it was it was a piece of flash paper. So I asked the guy, "Do you have any Do you have any of that stuff?" And he like he looks around, he looked right. And he looked left, and he looked down, and up, and he's like, I do, come with me. And he, he took me around the counter and into his back office, and he's like, how many sheets do you want? And I said, I don't know, five? And he like, he broke me off five, and he's like, that'll be five bucks, but uh, don't tell the cops. Turns out that, uh, turns out flash paper is illegal in California, I guess. I don't know. Or, or something of that sort. So it was kind of, it was kind of fun to get this, 
get this illicit magic item from the uh, from the shop owner at the time, and I I got more of that now, so all good for me. By uh by this time though, we're we're starting to get, like our bags are getting loaded down because I got all these magic magazines, I got all these comics, and I'm, like. I'm carrying, like, a birdhouse that the, uh, the wife wanted, and she had another birdhouse, and, like, it was, uh, it was quite an armload, so I, I said, let's go back. Let's go back to Jimmy's booth. Jimmy is a friend of ours. We saw him on the way by the first aisle. Let's go back to Jimmy's booth, and we'll see if he'll, uh, he'll let us put our stuff there, and, you know, of course he was. He was nice enough, so we, we hid our stuff behind his, uh, his VW Beetle and went, and went back in with, uh, with empty bags, and a couple tables in, I found a lunchbox, a Muppet lunchbox, there was no thermos, but I don't really care, I, I like it, there's, um, like, two images on it, one side is, uh, one side's Kermit, the other side is, uh, is something else, so, that's all fun, and I put that out with my, uh, with my lunchboxes in the, uh, living room of the house. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think what else we got. I know that I got a few other, like, small things. Oh, this was something I was really excited about. Back in, uh, back in the day of the G.I. Joe Real American Hero, I don't know, I don't know what year it was exactly off the top of my head, but they, they released the figures with these mini figurines included with, and I, I was able to get one. I got, um, not Flint. What's his, what is the guy's name? I forget. The guy who is, He's very similar to Flint. I got, I got him. I, I dig these. The detailing on them is pretty neat. And I don't, I don't stumble across them very often. I have, I have another one. I have, um, the Diver Dude. I, I don't have as many as I was like. I think that, I think that like over the years, they probably just like ended up falling between the cracks of people's collection. So they are a bit hard to come by on the, um, on the flea market circuit. I think I paid a dollar for that, I found it at the, uh, bottom of a box of stuff, so sometimes, sometimes it pays to dig to the bottom of the box, I, I do have to do that more than I, more than I should, but, um, I, I also got a action figure carrying case, I got a knockoff GoBot transformer case on the, on the front, it has, like, it's like this Art Deco, kind of 80s Art Deco style, like, it was, like, Made in the 80s, but they're trying for, like, an Art Deco kind of thing. Image of, like, a, uh, like a transforming robot. And it says, for your GoBots or other transforming robots. I, I like that. I guess at this point, you could say that I collect action figure cases. I got, I got a whole bunch of them. I talk about them all the time, so I'm in it to win it. I got that. I, I put it out in the garage on a shelf. I don't have, I don't have a lot of space up there on the Earth Base office. That's the... That's the problem with action figure cases. They're absolutely delightful, but at the same time, they they take up a lot of space. So, I think that was really it. Oh, no. I got a He-Man garbage can. I love it. It's like a small office garbage can with, like, He-Man and a Man-at-Arms and Tila all on it. It, uh, it cost me $10. It's a bit dented up, but I, but I like it. When I went to the guy, I'm like, how much for the He-Man lunchbox? He goes, oh, not He-Man lunchbox, the He-Man garbage can. I go, how much for that? He goes, $10. I go, here, hand him a quick 10. He goes, you thought I was gonna say 20. And I go, honestly, I thought you were gonna say 40. And he goes, well, what were you gonna say? I would have said great. And I grabbed the, uh, garbage can and walked away, making him Making him think I would have paid 40. I wouldn't have paid 40. I might have paid 20. I might have. It's cool. It's in my, it's in my office up there right now. I've been, been using a Fast and Furious 8 popcorn bucket that I got at the, uh, theater as a, as a garbage can for the longest time. So this is, this is a nice upgrade. It's bigger, which is always good because I got, I got so much junk up there that I'm always tossing into the, uh, into the can, so we gathered up all the stuff we got, we put it in the can, and we walked back over to, uh, Jimmy's booth to pick up the, to pick up the rest of our swag, when he, um, he's like, hey, I, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, do you guys, do you guys mind watching my booth, and I'm like, hey man, take your time, go through, you know, look around, I, I don't mind at all, everything, everything he has is priced, so it's not like, it's not like it's a big deal or anything, he's like, okay, so, we sat down at his booth, and we started looking at the stuff we bought, and we sold some of his stuff to people. It was, like, exact change only, dude. I'm not gonna, not gonna be making any change, but I can definitely sell Jimmy's stuff and hold, uh, hold the cash for him. I think we sold, like, 20 bucks worth of stuff. He, he has lots of, like, vintage car parts and neat things. He's, 
he's a cool guy. He lives in a uh, Rincon Valley, like right around the corner from me. So we see him, we see him all the time. It was, it was pretty fun to get to sit at his booth and play a vendor for a while. I, I thought that was neat. And he, he came back and he had a coffee and he had a donut and stuff. So he got to go and also look at the flea market. He bought a couple things. I don't remember what it was, but it was cool. It was cool to pay back the favor of him letting us leave our stuff at his booth. It all, it all worked out for everybody. So we're in it to win it now, man. It's flea market season. Let's move into the final segment of the show. Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. It's game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. Drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, and we are back for what is traditionally the final segment of the show, and the tradition shall be maintained, as this will be, this will be the final seg. Before, before we get too far into anything, I wanted to talk about, uh, Patreon for a little bit. We, we have recently added a patron-exclusive RSS feed for everybody, everybody out there who heads on over to supportthereport.com and chips in a little bit. You can give as little as a, a dollar a month. And you get access to this feed. And as of as of right now, there's like 40 plus extra episodes over there. There's a ton, ton episodes of my uh, mixtape show, Icy Robots Radio, from back in the back in the day. That one has the early adventures of Iceberg and Emily. So if you're interested in that at all, that's that's one thing you get over there. We have the patron only show. That's a whole nother show I do where I I hang and clang around San Rosa. Sometimes I'm in my garage. Sometimes I'm over at the Jelly Donut, I go to the McDonald's, I've recorded from, uh, Scandia, the, uh, local arcade we have around here. It's, it's a ton of fun. Right now, that show's my baby. I'm on my, I'm on my eighth episode, I'm almost finished. It seems like it's, seems like it's dragging at the end, but don't worry. You're gonna get it soon enough. I, I can see the light on episode number eight. There's a lot of production involved. You know, I go out, I do stuff, I gotta, I gotta bring the setup, and there's a ton of Kind of little mixes. I'm making these mixes all the time, trying trying to be like Iceberg. You know, I'm thinking, if I can do some of this mixing on my own, maybe I won't have to hear him gripe at me so much. But as of now, it's not not working out great. But some of the, uh, you know, little things I made end up over there. There's also uh, Real Wisdom. That's a show where I talk about uh, life lessons you can learn through the world of film. We just, we just dropped a brand new episode of that. This one was about Star Trek Discovery. You can also learn stuff from TV. We got that over there. It's... It's a lot of fun, man. I put a couple uh, audio handbooks of the Marvel Universe unreleased episodes. One, one about the Black Cat. It's a, uh, it's cool, man. If you, if you like what we do here, you can definitely uh, get some more of that fun stuff over, over at supportthereport.com. And as of now, there is an all new RSS feed. I give you the address, and it uh, goes right in your podcast software. So whatever you're using to listen to the show right now, you can just listen to these new episodes there. You don't even got to go to Patreon anymore to uh, to check them out. It's great. It's a it's a game changer. I want to send a shout out to our our latest patron, the uh, Necrotic Doctor. He's He's one of my homies over on Twitter. You can find him at Necrotic Doctor. I I dig a lot of the stuff he posts. He's a cool guy. He likes the uh, the eighties and nineties stuff. That that uh you know that sort of thing. Toys. I see a lot of toy show pictures, which is which is one of my favorite things. Oops. I love I love seeing other people's pics of toy shows. It's like it's like you went uh, yourself. So hey, uh, if you're listening to this Necrotic Doctor, hit me up with your with your real life address. Just go on Twitter. Go to facebook.com backslash icy robots and hit me up with your address. I wanna. I want to send some stickers your way. I got I got some fun stuff that I think you might want. So hit me up with that, and I'll I'll get those in the mail asap. Let's see what else is uh what else is going on. Oh, 
We got another one of those government-mandated PSAs. They they drop one of these in my mailbox every week, and they tell me to uh, play it. I was supposed to play it last week, and I didn't. So I was fined uh, sixty-three dollars. I'm not not in a hurry to pay it. I'm hoping I can get the. Uh, I'm hoping I can write it off through Pooptronics, but we shall we shall see. At any rate, let me uh, let me play this one, and then we'll be we'll be right back. Supportthereport.com. When you get up to get a drink, you really ought to stop and think about the way to quench your heavy thirst. The refrigerator is loaded, but before you grab a soda, why not try a big wet glass of water first? Oh, water is a drink that you can trust. No one's ever lost tooth from us. So try to drink this glasses and sit down between your classes when you're thirsty. Reach for water, you know you reach really water. It's the best no-calorie drink in all the world. That was, uh, that was actually a good one, man. I, I agree with that principle wholeheartedly. I try to drink as much water as I can. I try to, I try to just keep that going through me, keep trying to get the filter, the filter filtered out, you know. I, I also enjoy, like, a Diet Coke every once a day, maybe, maybe, like, even on a, you know, twice a day, if it's, if it's a long one, but more than likely one, some days even none. But, uh, you know, that's all fine, too. I do drink coffee. But coffee is essentially, it's just like bean juice. You know, it's like the drippings from beans. But uh, water is really the only thing that you need to drink on the real. It's it's everything, man. It's the building block of life. But dig this. Don't drink water out of those small plastic bottles. Don't buy those anymore, man. Those are destroying the universe. Those are like the most destructive thing that there is. It's like you get a bit of water, you toss it, sure, Sometimes they do get recycled, but then a lot of them don't. A lot of the recycling that you think is going to get recycling ends up just getting just getting trashed for whatever reason. Because, you know, the whole recycling thing, it's like a, it's like a for-profit business. And at points they determine it's not worth it. Let's just, uh, let's just burn this stuff or whatever. So just drink your tap water. Get like a filtered pitcher if you have, if you have bad quality water where you're at. Get something like that and just refill your, your glass from there. The... The importance of drinking water is really offset by the destructive force of these plastic bottles. People are people are just so hooked on these little plastic bottles. When I when I walk uh, Ursula the Wonder Dog up there on the um, when I'm on the you know the uh, the ground, I lost I lost the name in my head because I'm under here so much. And when I'm when I'm up there on the uh, the earth. I guess I, you know, I walk the dog around and I'll, I'll, uh, if I see garbage, I'll pick it up. I figure it's everybody's responsibility to pick up, pick up some litter, you know? So if I see, if I see something, I'll, I'll pick it up unless it's gross. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like that into it. And one of the things I'm always picking up are these plastic bottles. I, I, if I was like, if I was way into it, I think I could find like three or four of these. Like every time I go out for a walk, sure. I live near a middle school, and people love to put these in their kids' lunches, and I think the kids toss them, then the wind just takes them. I, I'm sorry, this is super boring, I can't imagine you're interested in this in any way, but let me, let me just tell you this really quick, there used to be this guy that lived in my neighborhood up there, this, this very, uh, diminutive, white-haired fella, he had, he had a long white ponytail, he had this long, luxurious white hair that he wore into a ponytail. Guy was, guy was maybe like four foot ten, four foot eleven, very, 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 very slight, very elven fellow. And he used to, he used to walk around my neighborhood in the afternoon and he, he had like a pokey stick, like one of those, you know, garbage pokers. And he just like poke garbage as he went along and put it in a bag. I, I have so much respect for this guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm afraid that, I'm afraid he's passed away. I'm hoping that he moved and that he's just... He's doing the litter in some other other neighborhood, but um, I I plan on taking up this guy's mantle. I I have to take the dog out sometimes twice a day. My dog my dog gets squirrely. She has a lot of a lot of energy. She's a good girl, keeps me active, and I I feel like I could be a um, a productive force against the litter if I just had one of these one of these pokey sticks, so I didn't have to didn't have to touch it. But I'm I don't know I'm too lazy to uh, build a pokey stick. I. I realize you just like uh, you just stick a piece of metal into a like a broom handle, but um, I don't know. I got I got a million other things to do. This is the what is the term I'm looking for? The uh, difference that indifference makes, meaning what a difference indifference can make. Meaning none. That's the state I'm in. I think though, I will vow 
to make one of these by the end of next week. I, I have said it in front of you guys, so I think in a lot of ways that makes it that makes it more of a uh, something I have to do. So the uh, the world will benefit from the uh, good old Toys R Us report once again. What else? What else is going on? Not a whole lot, man. I talked about everything that um that was popping off when the uh in the flea market segment. Outside of that, I I don't know what else is going on. I gotta I gotta think of at least one other cool thing before before I get out of here. I say other like there have been a uh, previous uh <laughs> cool things in the uh in the uh whatever. I I found a videotape that I thought I had lost. I found this whole bin of videotapes I thought I had lost. It was. I was doing some straightening up in the garage. I'm looking for these toys that I can't find. There's like a few action figures that I want for the uh, Amigo Fighting Championship that I can't that I can't find, and it's driving me nuts. But I did find um I found a bin with some videotapes in it. And there's one that has a uh, has a whole bunch of cool rap videos. I I have so far unearthed four six hour tapes of rap videos that I taped off Yo MTV Raps in the in the late '80s, early '90s. A lot of them are from when um. It was like Yo! MTV Raps Daily, like the episode that was on every day, as opposed to uh, every Saturday. Was it on Saturday? I seem to, I seem to think at the start Yo! MTV was on Saturday mornings, and they then they branched off and they did uh, Yo! MTV Daily, and they also did the Yo! MTV Raps Countdown on the weekends. I I wish that when I had taped these, I had kept more of the Ed Lover Dr. Dre segments. This is this is something I've been talking about. I think over on the uh, Patreon only show, I. I did find some on the tape, and I tried to upload them, and they ended up getting getting copyright blocked after after a while on the uh, YouTube channel IC Robots Television. If you're not if you're not a subscriber to IC Robots Television over on YouTube, I recommend you do so. Like like right now, I've been posting a lot of fun stuff I found on these tapes. I got at the flea market. I posted a episode of Evening Magazine. I posted a episode of I don't want to I don't want to get drawn off in that direction go over to YouTube's Google uh I see robots television make sure make sure to subscribe but um I found another one of these right videos and this is the best tape I have as so far it's like there's like Wu-Tang videos there's like J-Ru the damage of videos I am like I am so into a I see robots this is Dr. Jane Walsh I need you to get those two fart-knocking robots and you here on the double. We had a whale throw up 800 pounds of krill in Research Bay 37. Make sure you bring your garbage bags and broom. It's going to get messy. Ugh. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess, I guess that's it. I was about to, um, call it a show anyway, but I, I gotta go grab my, my shovel and my, my hip waders and, um, go over, go over to the Research Bay and shovel krill, I guess. It's... It's not as much fun down here as it was when I was up in the stars. But still, it's a living. It's, uh, alright. Um, I, I gotta get out of here. So for me, Iceberg, A.B. Silver, Emily, Dr. Jane Walsh, I guess, and everybody else in the universe, uh, this has been episode number 196. If you don't know, now you know. been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day hour. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Toy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. You're watching KBHK TV 44 San Francisco. It's super dumb.